Post podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy people into the studio to have in depth conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. Today I'm so excited. Um, it has been a while since we have had a ritual chamber dominant talking with me, a fellow ritual chamber dominant here on the pod, and uh, I've got someone someone to introduce you all to. I'm very excited. I've just met her in person recently, and now you're going to meet her and uh, learn all about her. Please welcome everybody to the mic. New ritual chamber dominatrix, goddess Freya Faye. Hello, Freya. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm a fun and sexy person. That's a great yeah. introduction. <laughs> Some people object to it. They're like, oh, I'm neither fun nor sexy. I'm like, come on now. Well, I, I now. will uh, I will hold on to those things. I, I do believe that I am a fun and sexy person. You'll claim it's, it's, fun it's and sexy. The, yes. <laughs> it's the essence of life. Let's be fun and sexy together. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I actually, yeah, that, I, I, I've been saying that intro so long, I don't really think about it anymore. But like, honestly, if I were to describe my domination style, it might be fun and sexy. Yes. You know? Like, how wow. on point, on brand was that when I chose that it, it, intro f- six years ago or however long ago it was? It really clicks. Yeah. Like, wow, you know what? We, we, we do fun and sexy things every day. And, and how lucky and I are aspire we? to be that. Yeah, right? How great is that? <laughs> Just like, hmm, what's on the schedule today? Oh, something Ooh, fun and fun sexy. Fun and sexy things. <laughs> It's a delight, truly, to, like, look at the Google Calendar. Like, oh, yeah, hmm, that's a fun and sexy session. Yeah. That's a really fun and sexy session. Yeah. <laughs> that one's a little, hmm, well, we'll see where that one goes. But in the end, all of them are mostly fun and sexy. Yeah, at the very least, it has the potential, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> So Freya, oh my gosh, so many things I want to talk to you about and pick your brain about. Um, okay. I, I was so excited to to actually meet you in person. We did that mm-hmm. at the very first Ritual Chamber Munch. It's going to be happening every month, but we just yes. had our first a couple weeks ago. It was so nice to meet you in person. What did you think of the whole thing? It was a pleasure to meet you as well. I mean, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now so I I hadn't known of you and so to to see you and to be in your presence in person it was um it really painted I really got the the whole picture and and to feel your essence and to see how it matches and even differs a little bit from from hearing your podcast just being able to see your your face was like oh this is this is it. This is this human that I've been listening to for so long. Oh, what a pleasure. So, so uh, yeah, small, small fangirl moment there. Oh, that's and, so um, lovely. Thank you. To, 
you're welcome to be able to meet the other the other dominants as well um yes we had mix heiress there we had yes. miss indigo blue there and yes. then of course we had uh headmistress Sharazad there who you knew already uh, clearly a pleasure yes yeah what no, well, did you it think heiress really... and blue well the funny story about um miss indigo mm. was uh I think when she first saw me, mm-hmm. I was already in the munch and um, she had come up to me and told me this afterwards. She's like, when I first saw you, I was like, who let the child in? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a petite person. You're a petite. I'm quite, I'm quite petite. I, um, I averaged the height of uh, about five foot nothing when I'm not in my eight inch towering heels. So <laughs> Which only put you up to five eight. <laughs> which only puts me up to five eight. Which is still significantly shorter than Miss Blue. So that was quite the laugh and quite the introduction. Um, as well. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, when I saw you, I was like, oh, you're Lady Delphine sized, who is another <laughs> petite Toronto dominatrix. Like, same thing, five foot nothing, and just like a, a, a petite person as well. Yes. Yes, petite is the uh, is the right word here. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm not, I'm no giant. Like, I'm a small person as well. Um, yes. Is that something that you've ever come up against? Like, because I think what is, you know, what is the stereotype and what might be expected of us or what is the fantasy of us sometimes is that we're like these giantesses, you know what I mean? Like we are yes. big dick energy, we're larger than life, lar- yes, larger than life, like personality and presence and energy. Um, and a lot of people also just kind of correlate dominance with being physically large um mm-hmm. so i wonder if what what's your take on that have you ever come up against um you being a petite dom and what that you know like fantasy of dominance can mm-hmm. sometimes look like so with clients i haven't come across that yet i'm going to say that it's my own personal um kind of things that I've had to work through on myself. Yeah. Um, so knowing that I am petite and how that may come across and really just honing in on my own energy around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so n- knowing that though, even though I am small, I, I am, you know, you know that famous Shakespeare though she but she be but little she is fierce or something like that (laughs) really um that that's uh kind of a motto that I have in my head like that I can still be dominant and be small at the same time one doesn't kind of make the other non-existent um so I think part of my process is like you know the becoming and of getting into that energy and that headspace of like okay let's get on the shoes let's get on the outfit and it really makes me kind of feel more um it does make me feel a little bit more dominant I guess to like do the whole dress up part as well yeah it's part Um, of the ritual it's part of it it's the ritual of it all literally um doing the ritual at the ritual chamber um 
so yeah, I've had to challenge my own notions on like, oh, I'm I'm small, nobody is going to pay attention to me or any things like that. That that was more so in the past, where it was now it's become like I, I I'm much more uh, I'm I'm spewing a little bit here, but I, I'm much more comfortable in my own skin now than I than I was previously in my in my younger years of, of um, knowing that my height could, can make people not take me as seriously or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely had that when I was younger as well. Like it was me, you know, five, three little petite me in managerial positions, like in my, you mm-hmm. know, mid twenties or early twenties or whatever, and not being taken seriously, um, you know, for, for being young for being a woman and for being a petite person it's like all of those three things just all of the boxes all of the things for not being taken Mm -hmm. seriously right like I constantly got can I speak to your manager and I'm like you're fucking speaking to her like (laughs) I am the manager bitch (laughs) yeah But like I, I, how I view it now, um, same, mm-hmm. same with me. I've kind of gone on that journey of like finding my own power, despite you know, um, checking all these boxes as we said stereotypically of somebody who does not hold power. For me, I like play it off as like, you know, oh look at me, I'm a petite woman and you know I'm still destroying you with my like pinky finger. You know what I mean, like. It's kind of that thing of like, wow, you must be really weak and pathetic to, uh, <laughs> you know, to be completely overtaken by somebody who's just barely five feet. That must be very humiliating for you. Especially to be able to destroy somebody with a pinky finger. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. Like, that just speaks to how powerful you are. Totally. And especially now mm-hmm. that I, like, I had broken my arm and I mm-hmm. um, have done sessions now where I have basically my one arm is still pretty useless. Um, you know, like I did a, a 2.5 hour tickle session and oh, God, um, at the end, you know, he was, it was lovely. It was our first time playing together and he just mm-hmm. kind of had that mind blown moment at the end of like, whoa, I really went to subspace there. That was really wild wow. and like really amazing. And I was like, yeah and next time I can maybe do two hands on you and he was like oh like he was just like jaw agape like oh yeah that was only one hand oh my god you know mind blown <laughs> yeah. well, it, it speaks to it just it speaks to you know you knowing your the craft so well and really being able to own your power yeah yeah it's totally That's... a thing of like time I think like time and experience thing right yes like anything yeah yeah mm-hmm. so have you been like um how did you get this job at ritual chamber are you like a lifestyle dominant how long have you been doing kink and like what led you to mm-hmm. ritual chamber so where do we start with that one lifestyle dom yes in my own personal life mm-hmm. um so i've i've played the role of many parts and um what I really wanted to explore more was more doming and I was able to be put in many situations where I was actually able to fulfill those fantasies and those wishes. Uh, so I'm, I'm quite thankful for that. And it was, um, 
the difference and the challenge was really appealing to me. And so was being able to put into practice um, sort of skills that I've learned in my from my schooling in Gestalt psychotherapy. So okay. I being love able this. to, I love yes. knowing what informs our practice because we have, you know, we, as you said, you know, we go to school for something and you have all these, mm-hmm. you have all these other skills that are not really related to dominance, but that, you know, people, you know, can uniquely bring in your own experience into the way you dominate. So I'm very interested in yes. this. So you said Gestalt it, psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is truly unique I do believe um, the the skill set that I'm able to bring in because of what I've learned from school and how it is so related to BDSM in terms of um, client work. Mm -hmm. It's quite incredible and it's still, even thinking about it right now, it's still like, wow, how perfect a fit. It, it, uh, it still, it's still quite incredible how much every session I'm just like, wow, I, I brought that in from school and I'm using it in such a different context here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was, I was really interested in how I could do that in more of a dominant style. And so thankfully, and the universe works in very, you know, strange ways. Um, I also have headmistress as a fellow gestaltist. So mm-hmm. I learned about the ritual chamber from her having a, a fellow, um, you know, kinkster and, and sex worker in class. So it was, um, it was chats for a couple of years there. And just seeing how everything works and hearing the stories and and you know getting all the insider information, which was uh, which was such a, a treat because I do come from um, I do come from the sex work world. I was uh, was is not as much right now, but um, I was a stripper, mm-hmm. and so to have a fellow sex worker in my class that we could uh, just we were able to support each other really uh wonderfully in class from from our background um so then yeah I I, it was it was just one of those things that I have no words for in terms of how thankful and lucky um I was to have headmistress in my in my class to be able to share those experiences with so I, I again long story short um, was able to learn about the ritual chamber from her. And then, um, then we got chatting about it and here I, here I am now, <laughs> a couple of years later, you know, three, four years later. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, the mystery solved of how effortless, effortlessly you walk in eight inch heels. If you're dancing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's they a are, huge asset uh, right there. <laughs> I can run a marathon in those things. I have great faith in myself. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. You know, like, I've got a lot of podhead friends, and I often uh, say that I don't I don't roll joints often, but when I do, it's my ankles. Um, because <laughs> I am not a heel walker. I'm not a person that 
no sidewalk and wheels at all. I've got a couple like Louboutin-esque things that I wear for like photo shoots and literally that's it. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I get like a heel fetishist, I'm like, just FYI, I'm going to be wearing these for like the first 10 minutes. Um... And then they're gone. Like, I'm taking them off. And then I'm going to sit down. And then I'm either sitting or just taking them off. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I do love me a good heel. I love it it aesthetically, but I just Mm, can't. Yeah. Also, did you make that joke up? The only thing I don't know. No, no, no. I wish I I could take credit. That's brilliant. I have not heard that one before. (laughs) I'm I'm a sucker for, like, really bad dad jokes. Nice. Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Just yes. take it and use it. Go, go forth, my my young dad joke. Go forth and prosper. Oh, but that's funny. I love this though, of like, because for me, my um like experience and skills that I bring into my dominance, a lot of mm-hmm. them for me have to do with performance, the performing arts. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. stuff like. I feel really comfortable like with dirty talk like public speaking and and stuff like that like dirty talk and well hence I you know I me podcasting just that as well is another thing where I'm just like I'm used to getting information out of people like during negotiation um you know um and I uh am really comfortable in things like role play you know for obvious reasons like I've got like a performing acting background Mm -hmm. um as well so I'm always interesting in like how how people come into their dominance via all these other life experiences um that they've had because you also mentioned to me um and I can see now this in your kind of background um in your tweets like you're talking about like making sure that people hydrate uh for like impact play and stuff like this and then you told me that you also have a background in uh holistic nutrition so yes. can you talk about like how this comes into the way you might do scenes? Mm-hmm. I love your, your curiosity, by the way, it really does come through. Um, you are quite good at, at getting answers out of people. <laughs> so. Yeah. Interrogation <laughs> scenes. I mean, I'm no, not a stranger to those either. I love an interrogation role play. So mm, I would book you. <laughs> holistic uh nutrition background comes into into my sessioning um it's been definitely coming out in sort of the aftercare aspect yeah and now that i'm kind of thinking of it i guess because people don't know that i have a background in holistic nutrition i'm wondering if they're just like why is she telling me to eat a meal (laughs) (laughs) um so i do advise in aftercare to um, go and eat something mm-hmm. generally that's healthy um, because there are so many things that are happening in our body after a session um, all of our endorphins and our hormones are going to be in a range of flow um, and that can yeah. yeah it can it is impacting the state that we're in. So staying hydrated is so, so, so important because we need water for pretty much every function in the body. Um, so I'll always offer a glass of water um, after, while we're going through aftercare or tell them to, tell the client, my clients to go get 
some water and something to eat afterwards and to monitor how they're feeling um, throughout the day and throughout the next day. Yeah, so like giving uh, them an aftercare plan, you know, because in lifestyle, much, yeah. you know, if you're playing with partners and friends, you can be kind of having more contact after the scene, you know, um, maybe for hanging, hanging out in the same space, you can be doing that longer kind of aftercare with the person. But with clients, exactly. you kind of have those 10 minutes or however long they determine yeah. they need and then they're out the door. So I like this idea of like giving them like a little plan for when they get home. I tend to do that as well. It's exactly, it's, it's a tiny little, like, quick plan, um, kind of like I would do for a nutrition client, but yeah, homework, uh, homework, and much more dense and much more quickly. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't have that much time as I do in a, in a nutrition consultation. So <laughs> yeah, it, it really is um, just trying to help them. What, what I would really like for my clients to understand is is that the body plays a really big part here in aftercare. Like your your body is going to be showing you signs of um, of flow or distress or or however it is feeling. And so to support yourself nutritionally afterwards, uh, it can lead you to a much shorter recovery time or just to be more in tune with the body and, and what your body is telling you and what it needs. Um, that, that's my true hope for, for aftercare, yeah. is helping people pay attention to their bodies a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's wise, like, um, rather than just going with like, you know, there's like some classic, like aftercare go-tos um, and, this speaks to like aftercare being really nuanced and unique um, mm-hmm. and personal, right? So it's something like, okay, getting a blanket, getting a glass of water and having a granola bar, you know, may not quite do it for everyone because mm-hmm. maybe, you know, a, a better way to look at it is like really listening to your own body and yes. what it needs in that moment. Yeah. And I think it's uh just going on that is what I'm hoping that clients will also be paying attention to during session as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Talk about this more. I like, I like this as well because that that's, you're exactly right. This is something that's not just reserved for aftercare. Mm -hmm. Um, when having any sort of playtime, um, whether from, you know, a, a dominant perspective or a submissive perspective, uh, it's my hope that we are in tune with what's going on. And um, during session, it's my favorite when my one of the one of my clients is able to actually speak to what's happening for them in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it, it can be quite a challenge because maybe we're not used to noticing what a sensation is telling us. Um, but it, communication to me is so, so, so important because if a client is saying like, oh, I'm feeling this, let me come up with something ridiculous, uh, like this tingling sensation in my ass is really hot right now, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, great. You're able to give me feedback and, and from there we can either course correct or do something 
or play more into that sensation. So it, it really is the body awareness of what's happening in the moment that is so important from for both sides to know what's going on. Yeah, so important. Um, this is, I'm, I'm realizing what an asset having these two things that you mentioned, uh, psychotherapy background and the nutrition background, because this is exactly mm -hmm. the thing that we want to be doing when we're facilitating sessions. We want to be stimulating um, um, like both the in the inside and the outside. That's what she said. But like, yeah. I, I mean, like doing this balance of like body versus like the fantasy imagination all of this um, creative, uh, you know, internal fantasy brain stuff, right? It's like mm -hmm. we're, we're doing these two things throughout the scene. We're calling attention to one more than the other, and we're, um, like, you know, like playing with those two kind of sides of this, right? Like, what's mm -hmm. happening to you, and how is this making you feel? You know what I mean? So yeah. this is like, oh, my God, I'm suddenly realizing how amazing that would be to have, like an actual background in both of those fields. Like, yes. That, that could be more perfect, honestly. Yeah. I think this to myself sometimes. I'm like, wow, I think I was just, I was truly. <laughs> You're on your path. Yeah. And also <laughs> I can walk in eight inch heels. Like get it, get it. Come through. Wow. <laughs> Let's go. Wow. I was telling head, Let's I was telling headmistress. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, and I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> oh my god, get out of here. Just... Is there anything more perfect for my life than exactly what I'm doing with it right now? Wow. I don't think so. <laughs> is that how you feel like that you, because that is how I feel with like, with me, with my various skills and my pathways and stuff like yes. this, that it's all kind of coming together for me. Um, is, is that truly how it feels for you as well? It's truly how it feels. Truly, truly, truly. And when I was asked if I wanted to join the ritual chamber, I wish somebody had recorded my face because Aww. I, my entire face was, I could just feel it. It was flushed, red, my jaw was dropped. And I just had this image of myself in my latex and my heels and with my whip. And I was like, yes. Like, yes. <laughs> This is the one I'm supposed to do with my life. And Leveled it, it up. Felt, yes. It, it felt the same way as I feel being in school to be a therapist. It, 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 just, it feels so right. And when I'm in session and after session, like, it, it feels so right. And I'm just really, truly happy that I get to use my skill sets in a, in a, in a way that... Um, is different and fulfilling in my life. Like I'm, I'm very fulfilled by kink, BDSM, uh, all the fun, sexy things. And so to be able to do that daily yep. in my daily life is like, wow, this feels fucking excellent. And I want to do things that let me feel fucking excellent. Yeah. yeah. So I do, yeah, I, I do feel like this is uh, the, the right fit yeah as they say in the corporate world yes i always i also want to um let the people know we were talking pre-recording about me binging the office ladies podcast um so that's what she's i say that's that's what she said yes. more than i ever have 
in my life in the past month when I've been binging this podcast. I love it. I love it so much. I think that I've only <laughs> pulled a That's What She Said maybe like three or four times in my whole life. Oh my god. I always miss the opportunity, so I'm thankful to be around people who like will not miss the opportunity. I'm on it yes. right now. <laughs> Keep it up. Because I will drop the ball, so if you're there to pick it up, yeah. then, then I'll we're, try to we're... squeeze in a couple more. Great. Um, <laughs> but before we do, we're going to take a bit of a break. I have some questions that I want to ask you. Um, lots more topics to talk about. I feel like we're going to zoom through the second half as well. Um, let's listen to our lovely sponsors, everybody, and we'll be right back with Goddess Bray of Faye. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And they have sexy themed events running all the time. Here's just a few as I'm scrolling through their Instagram, which is located at Club M4 Events. We have threesome Fridays. We have a sexy plus size play party. A night revolving around mini skirts. Naughty on a school night. Ooh, and a bi-pleasure Wednesday night dedicated to all things oral. Well, if that doesn't get you excited enough, you can head on over to their website at clubm4.com to investigate even further. The club is located at 1989A Dundas Street East in Mississauga. You can come by and see what a club made for swingers by swingers is all about. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, on the break, Freya texted me a picture of her and her dog that just got a, a nice, cute haircut. And the you said the sweetest, cutest, like just clean, you know, when a dog looks like so freshly cleaned, shampooed, <laughs> adorable. Um, and you said, we said, wait, don't tell that story. Uh, let's put on the mic again because you have a puppy play story. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize that owning a dog. Um, would come in handy in other areas of my life. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I just had a client the other day, and it was for puppy play and, and some other things as well, like yep. bondage and spanking and such. I was so happy. I was ecstatic, actually, that puppy play was involved. I was like, oh, wow. I know how to do that. I know how to do this. <laughs> it's so true. I, I know how to do this so well. And because I have such a lovely, darling, actual puppy who is a teacup Yorkie, so she's got quite so the attitude tiny. on her. I was like, wow, I already know how to do this so well because I have an adorable princess in my life. <laughs> and it was, oh, it was great fun. I brought popcorn for treats and for training and it yeah 
I had a bowl of water and we did some training and verbal humili humiliation, even though I wouldn't do it that with my, my real puppy. <laughs> fake puppy. It go was nuts. Fake though. puppy. Yes, fake puppy. <laughs> go nuts. Um, it was such great fun. And I want more puppy play sessions. It was our first time playing together. Um, so now that they know all the the commands and everything for next time, it'll it'll just be even more seamless. So hear that, people. Freya wants more puppy play. More puppy play. Yeah. Yes. One of my favorite please. puppy play moments was um, I gave them like a nice little doggy bowl of water on the floor, and. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've never drank off a bowl off the floor and you start like mm -hmm. lapping, lapping away, it's actually quite difficult. Um, yeah. And the person, the person just started <laughs> coughing a bunch and, it, and then looked up at me like so cutely <laughs> with just like tears in their eyes from coughing. And I was like, oh, my God, I wanted <laughs> that was like a mental snapshot that I have in my head. You know what I mean? It's yes. so cute. I was like, it just like looked up with that dumb puppy look of like, I choked on my water. <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yes, and? <laughs> oh, I loved it. It was very cute. <laughs> there was a moment, though, where, yes. um, where that that same look that that same puppy dog look came at me and i just felt such like um like profound not sadness but you know when a puppy look an actual yep. puppy looks at you and you're just like oh it's like, so, so sweet yeah it's and so pure like it's so pure it's so it was so pure that I I almost got kind of knocked off my feet. I was like, no, I'm not falling for this. <laughs> I will not be manipulated by your I cuteness. I will not be. Yes. How dare you? Into the cage with you. Don't even look at me because oh, when you do, my heart breaks. Yes, that's, that's, that's more or less what happened afterwards. I was like, I'm not falling for this. I only fall for this with my real puppy. Not you. <laughs> I have a... Um, uh, a content creator that I used to shoot with and hopefully I'd love to shoot with them again um, Carly Jones has perfected that kind of just dumb vacant like pure like look on their face like they have perfected it like exactly just just open openness you know Ugh. ready to Ugh. receive just like that like like no thoughts just puppy like <laughs> Just puppy. It, it's my soft spot. Yeah. I think I just gave my soft spot away. But, oh no. Uh oh. You're oh, no. Like, oh, you're so darling. Look at you. Let me take this paddle to your ass now. Yeah. Let's see if you're adorable now. Yes. Oh gosh. I just gave away my. <sighs> I gave away my weakness. Let's not listen to this one. I love it. Yeah, this is like striking me as like, you know, other ways we can kind of draw on our lives to bring things into our dominance. Um, yes. Like Lady Shane is someone who has a history of uh, breaking horses. So like, that's oh. where she came into things like leather and wow, implements yeah. like crops um, and um, training, like all her training stuff too. 
Um, so it's just so interesting how like we translate that into like, oh yeah, I know how to do this. Like it's obviously, you know, it in a very different, it's very different to do it in this kind of uh, scenario professionally, but like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's so interesting how suddenly we can sometimes surprise ourselves by being like, oh yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good. I it's this. fascinating, isn't it? Like yeah. the, how diverse all of our backgrounds must be and how we can really utilize those skills. It, wow, I'm, 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 I wish there was, you know, some sort of, oh, sorry, puppy is just moving around quite ferociously here. Excuse me. Don't do that. I'm telling stories. I'm keeping this Thank in. You. I'm, yeah. I'm not editing this out. This is my sweet voice. Yeah, this is like your little commercial right now for pup yes. play sessions. Great. Good. Come to me. I wish there was like a, a way that we could uh, we could really see how diverse all of our skill sets are and and just the the myriad of ways that we bring in all of those things into session. I think it'd be so cool. Yeah, I'd love like, to see it if, all compiled. You know, like like how would an astrophysicist bring in their skill set? Like, <laughs> how would a chemist or something? You know, just way 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 out there women in science yes women in science exactly uh, yeah totally it's that is interesting and i feel like why those things aren't out there in the world you know is because it's the thing of people wanting to keep their private life you know fairly mm-hmm. separate from their professional one right yes for, yeah for you know number one is probably safety but like um mm-hmm. you know for a variety of reasons people don't want to mix the two but like yeah that's something to me that I'm like, ooh, if there was a text, I would get... I would uh, read it immediately. Yeah, same, 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 same. Mm-hmm. And even, like, people who I know who aren't, like, publicly out with their stories, like, um, of how, you know, things, you know, things they've done and jobs they've done and, and things they've studied in school and stuff like that, like, um, that I can tell you, you know, maybe not publicly saying who does what and, and how uh, they relate it, but, like... Uh, I can tell you, like, it is so diverse. Mm-hmm. So diverse. Yeah. What a, what an industry to be able to, like, just use everything you know in, in some way, shape, or form. Like, eventually, it'll come up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think that's, you know, that's how people, like, that's how all, all kinds of people access their kink, right? It's through their personal experience. Yes, exactly. Of, like their lens right mm-hmm. okay speaking I do have one last thing that I do want to pick your brain about oh, because yes, okay. this is something that comes up a lot of like so someone with the psychotherapy background I'm interested mm-hmm. in what you think okay um, that a dominatrix is not your therapist and how you feel about that because I, I um, you know I dabble in like wellness domination I've taught classes on wellness domination mm-hmm. and kind of incorporating these two worlds a little bit and you know on the other hand there is 
you know, you're not, your dominatrix is not your therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get, get a therapist and then also get a dominatrix. Yes. yes do that. Yes. Do, that do both of those things, please. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be for like, for ongoing dynamics, like professional dynamics, that used to be like a screening thing. I'm like, do you have a therapist? Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> if you do not, then we cannot do this because, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I, I'd like to say that's my mark on the world, that I've made a lot of men get get therapy um thank you <laughs> both professionally and in my personal life amazing that's by, fantastic by driving them crazy um <laughs> and then by helping them <laughs> but i'm interesting i'm interested on your take because i feel like those worlds may come together bump up against each other sometimes for you and like just how how you feel about that Yes, um, I will stand by the fact that your dominatrix is not your therapist. Yeah. Um, does kink and BDSM provide sort of therapeutic aspects? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Does being in a session with a dominatrix provide therapeutic, um, some sort of therapeutic relief for clients? Yes, for yeah. sure. However, um, you know, in, in terms of the dominatrix being the therapist, no, um, you know, that the training is just speaking from a professional setting that the, the, the training is so different. There's so many, so many years of schooling that, that go into being, uh, well, speak for myself or a psychotherapist. It's, we have five years of schooling that we have to do. Plus then like a thousand hours of client work plus like a whole board exam. So it's pretty intense. um, The actual training that we have to go through in order to be with a client and um, work with them through whatever nuances and whatever issues that they, they they're bringing to the table uh so to do that from to do that as a dominatrix without the actual therapeutic training is is it's an issue of safety and it, it can be quite dangerous um to try yep. and play therapist without a background in therapy in in uh, as my as my view um, so when i'm in session I know that I'm not a therapist yet. Um, I also know that I'm not playing therapist while I'm in session. Can I use the things that I've learned? Yes, of course, uh, because that helps to fuel my sessions and it helps to um, it helps to bring different uh, awareness up for myself and up for my clients as well. So can I use those little things? Yes, of course because it, it's extremely helpful. Um, and at the same time, I'm not there to um, work through any of their kind of whatever core issues or whatever they bring up, because that's not why they're there with me. <laughs> that's not what that's we're like, doing on this day. That's not what we're, In this no, context. we're not doing that. In this dungeon. <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> Plus then very ethically speaking, like it would not be ethical for me to have a client that is um, from the dungeon and yes. in a therapeutic setting either. Like that's just a, Possibly. that's just a note. Can't do that. I will 
not be able to be a therapist <laughs> if I do that. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. That, that. that would be bad and a waste of my money and my schooling. Yeah, yeah. So ethically speaking, professionally speaking, uh, yeah, ethics come into play. Yeah, 100%. I always say, like, I, I love to role play being a therapist. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> I cool. love a therapist role play. <laughs> However, am I actually your therapist? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a friend who does PSO work, like a, f- a phone sex work. Mm-hmm. And her... Um, oh, like, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very interesting. Oh, mm. boy. She's like, I think this field out of anyone those two worlds like people get clients get very confused as to like what what the service is and like what you know just ethically it's just like all muddled right Mm -hmm. especially since her like character you know her persona um for her work is like a sexy therapist because she just likes that role play right right Mm -hmm. but oh boy does she have people like like, why don't people just book sessions with therapists? Like, like, how are you <laughs> legitimately trying to get therapy from a PSO worker when it's just as easy? It's literally just as easy to actually book a therapist and do that. Like, what is the mm-hmm. problem? <laughs> What's going on? Like, and she, her, like... Um, the way she's kind of thinking why is because some people just want to talk about their deep dark shit um but they they think it's so taboo that they couldn't even bring it to a therapist so they've Mm -hmm. got to like when it has to do with sexual stuff yeah i think they're more comfortable talking to a sex worker um, yeah and try to get therapy out of a sex worker rather than go seeing like a sex positive therapist like and actually getting ther- proper therapy from somebody yeah it's, it's, it's interesting because yeah. yeah speaking on the taboo it's it's interesting because then you know seeing a sex worker is considered quote-unquote taboo right. for some people and at the same time seeing a therapist is quote-unquote taboo for some people so it's it, it it's interesting where people end up leading and going to find you know whatever relief that they're looking for especially if it's uh if they're trying to find therapeutic relief in a sex worker because then they're also seeing the therapist as something that's taboo so with with the shame that's worked in there it's like oh okay it's the shame that's bringing you to uh, a, a sex worker. And it's the shame as well that's not bringing you to a therapist. Whoa. My face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we just went deep there. <laughs> my brow is so furrowed. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> You know that shame. <laughs> it's a bitch. Shame. Shame. It's a bitch. Shame. <laughs> you know that meme that is like four sections of somebody's brain like exploding and it like oh, just gets yeah. incrementally like brighter more and more intense. Like... Yeah, brighter and just like ah, like <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's what my face just did. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, since we've got like maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes left or so, and I want to talk about, okay, if we're getting um, into, if we've booked you and we're getting into the dungeon with you, into the ritual chamber with you, like what kinds of things are your favorite things to do? Maybe we'll start there. What are your mm. favorite types of scenes to facilitate? My favorite types of scenes to facilitate anything to do with spanking nice give me somebody with their butt up in the air (laughs) and just you know will happily be looking at and almost foaming at the mouth at the thought of like a crop or my whip or my hand or a paddle give me somebody that loves some impact play Please and thank you. Let me facilitate all of the impact play. What is it about uh, impact play that you enjoy? It's the immediate sort of bodily response. It's so visceral and it's so visible. And every body's body is different and will react differently and so to see the the how different the squirminess is for everyone it, it's such a joy and i think it's because of my holistic background now that i'm saying it out loud Ooh. just how every how everybody is different and everybody is different and just the um, especially if i'm using like my hand I, I really enjoy the the actual impact of like skin to skin contact. So there's something that just feels absolutely delightful about that. Yeah, it's like a more of like a shared experience. Perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It 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 really is that that was put beautifully. And if somebody would let me use my whip on them, that would be extra fantastic oh, don't you love when you finally get an impact please. bottom please. that wants a whip because yeah, it's please. rare <laughs> it's rare even experienced people that love impact been doing it for years will be like but no whips but no whips ah please come on oh yeah when you She's finally waiting. get someone yeah here we are we're here we're here just patiently just patiently waiting. Just yep. present me your bottom. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me tie you to the cross and totally. let's go. Yeah. Um, other ones that I enjoy anything yes, to do with um, with foot worship and heel worship. Oh uh, yeah, I that will would wear be. The... Yes. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. your thing. Okay. Please, please, please let me put on my most fabulous heels and. Just tell me how wonderful and beautiful they are. <laughs> as my, um, as I think my Instagram bio says, uh, lover of latex corsets and red bottoms. <laughs> and so the red bottoms are a double entendre. Okay. Did you just make that up? I did. I'm going to give that back to you. Cause that, <sighs> that's good. I know. <laughs> that's good. I wrote it out and I was like, oh, wow, that's clever. Yes and yes. Yes and yes also and yes. yes. Oh, good for you. Honestly, Thank if I didn't you. have one broken arm, I would clap. Um. <laughs> just, just, uh, you need just uh, like a, one of those um, 
like the queen does. Just yes. a little knife. Just like a tap, 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 tap. Yeah. I, yes. I've been doing snaps. I've been doing snaps, but. Um, oh, yes, that works. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. <laughs> oh, man. Blowing my mind over here. Um, yeah. So if people, you know, book me for heel worship and I'm the I'm the girl who's like trying to get away with not actually wearing heels at all times. If you really want to heel worship, okay. I think I think we've made it clear who you should be booking. <laughs> Thank you. Because I bet you've got a bunch of heels too. Mm. Like I bet your shoe closet is wild. We've got we've got more pleasers than I can count. There are Amazing. different sizes and colors with gems, no gems, thigh highs, knee highs, ankle boots, sandals. You name it, I got it. Oh, Louis Vuittons. <laughs> because yeah, they are. I, they are I, ready I, to be. <laughs> they're ready to be dot 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 everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm always the person of like, you know, people, I always also do like custom videos and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And people will request a very specific boot or shoe. And I'm like, I don't no no, I don't own this very specific, like it's usually a specific color, you know, material mm-hmm. height, like, you know, thigh high, knee high, blah, 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 whatever. It's a specific um, height of heel as well. And like thickness mm. of heel. And I'm, and they're like, yeah, I want to custom with this, please. And I'm like, well, <laughs> where am I materializing this fantasy boot for you? Like, buy it for me, and then and then yes, like that's that's a fun day for us. Yes, that's um, the answer is buy it for exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> like, but like, I feel like you're the person that is actually like, yep, great, let's do it. Got it. Like, I bet you do have them all. <laughs> Every like combination of like heel heights and materials and blah blah blah. Like. I bet, I bet you're the person that would just be like, yep, thank you. <laughs> I, I would, I, I aspire to, to be that person. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, I, I was never into shoes, like regular everyday shoes. Mm-hmm. I wear my Converse religiously mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like I'm in running shoes half the time. When it comes to my heels, that's where... You know, and, and, and nobody really gets to see them unless I'm wearing them for a very specific purpose. So yeah. they just, they get, they get to sit for a little bit in the closet and they get to come out when, uh, when I so choose for yeah. them to, and, uh, uh, more opportunities to wear them would be really nice. Yes. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Thanks, guys. She's got a closet <laughs> of pleasers. Yes. Just waiting. <laughs> Just waiting. Oh, I love that. Okay, so impact, play, foot worship, shoe worship, heel worship, um, mm-hmm. pet play you mentioned even. Oh, Anything yes. else that sticks out in your mind as like some of your favorite things you want to do? Those are my, my current favorites. Those are your tops? Those are my tops. How about, mm-hmm. how about, how about duos? <gasps> oh my god, yes! How could I... Duos, please. I have yet to do a duo. I it would be my first. So, if there's anybody that would like to do a duo, who wants to pop that cherry, people? Yes, please. 
I, I have yet to experience. How do you foresee that going since it's kind of in fantasy land for you in the moment? Like what, when you think of duo, what are you thinking you're, you're getting up to? Mm. Some, oh, okay. Uh, like top fantasy duo would be, I want to say something a little bit more on the darker side, like some real, real like psychological sort of manipulation and humiliation and then let's throw some impact play in there <laughs> just let's, let's also hit the person yeah <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. precisely yes <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it would be kind of like a little bit more on the darker side <laughs> tell me more mm-hmm. What's darker hmm. side for you? Hmm. How are we making this person feel? Oh, we are making them. Oh, oh. We are making them feel. I'm just going through it in my mind right now. I'm mm-hmm. trying to bring the feeling up. Mm-hmm. We're making them feel on the edge of worthless. And at the same time, not alone, because we're still all there. But just, like, real verbal humiliation and, uh, like, I would like them to be in a cage, if possible. Yeah, let's put someone in a cage and just verbally humiliate and degrade them and then bring them out for some impact play as their reward. <laughs> For enduring. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. You were able to take that? Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. Is that too dark? I wonder. No. Is no. That... No. That's just no. Okay. perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> I love that. No, it came up for me. That's interesting mm-hmm. when you said that specifically. I was oh, like. Please tell. Yes. I was like, okay, um, verbal humiliation. Um, you know, I always think of the two sides of verbal humiliation because I want someone to feel valued, but at the time, yes, at the like cherished, but also a whole or uh, like whatever it is, right? Like worthless, mm-hmm. but also full of worth. Like at the same time, I like to like yes, kind of try to do both because um, I feel like that hits a really good emotional spot for a lot of people mm-hmm. um, and how those kind of interplay together. So I was like. I don't know why this suddenly came up, but like verbal humiliation, making the person feel worthless yet pointing out how much attention we're giving them Mm. and how Mm if, and how if someone really didn't interest us, we wouldn't be in this room with that person. Would we? That's exactly what I was going for. And there's two of us Mm -hmm. here. Yes pouring what essentially is a love language say it's humiliation what essentially is a love language at you tearing you down completely making you feel just like the lowest of the low Mm -hmm. but in doing that it's like proving the opposite you know yes yes oh that's that is is that something i think that's that's, that's the one that that is the one and like we are so in sync for that one because that you put the words so much better than i did when i said and i don't want them to feel alone but you just so beautifully 
actually extracted that. Mm-mm. That was exactly mm. what inspired me to feel that way when you meant, mm. when you said, but you're not alone. Yes. And I was like, yes, because we're both there and we're both giving you all this. Yeah. Oh, we, we collaborated oh. on that. Don't, oh. That was you and I putting that together <laughs> for sure. High five. Yeah. High five. Yeah. Virtual high five. Yes. <laughs> With my good hand. Um. <laughs> Sweating over here. That was great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into that one. Let's go. I mean, we should, we should end on a high note. I feel like, um, yeah, <laughs> this has been so nice. Um, because we've only met the once so this was actually really nice to just like talk to you and get to know you and i mean i couldn't be more thirsty for a duo uh yeah me too literally sweating listener yeah (laughs) you because interviews stress you out but me because i had to turn off my aircon because it's loud so it's just hot but that 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 explanation of the duo was just like oh okay yeah let's let's go there also that is it hot in here both yes and yes yes Yes. multiple reasons stress warm room also sexy also Um. sexy (laughs) that's fun sexy times over here there you go hot and sexy guests fun and sexy guests Freya, can you tell the people like how they can book you and where they can follow you and throw money at you? Oh, I do love all of those things. That would be wonderful. Yes. So you can find me. Um, all of my handles are the same. Uh, it's Goddess Freya Fay, which is Goddess, G-O-D-D-E-S-S, Freya, F-R-E-Y-A, Fay, F-A-E. Um, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram and you can book me through the Ritual Chamber website um, with the same handle on the end of that as well. And all of those um, links are also in my bios. Love it. So easily accessible. Perfect. For me, I am at the Pim one on Twitter. That's where I'm the most active for sure. If you must, though, follow me on Instagram. I'm at the Pim or at the Bedpost Podcast. The podcast has a Patreon. It is the Bedpost Show. The podcast has a YouTube channel. It is the Bedpost Show. And I never like to go an episode without mentioning the lady that does all the original music for my podcast. She is. Oh, yes. Sorry. Get it. Get it, baby princess. She's looking beautiful, and she's loud. The thing I was saying, though, is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about Steph at stephcopelandmusic.ca. Everyone, this has been so lovely. I hope you enjoyed it. Freya Faye and your dog, I want to thank you both for this lovely interview. Thank you so much, and Peanut also says Thank you, Peanut. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this, everyone. Oh my god, me too. I hope you enjoyed it too, everyone. We'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the Bedwood Podcast talking about sex and sexuality. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 